Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast on a Thursday, start of a four-game series against the Mets. I am Kevin Aces, Jay Posner, back home. I got to be honest with you, Jay. Like, you know, you travel enough. You, you, It's just not that big a deal. You're home, you're away, you're home, you're away. This trip seemed like forever. I was so excited to be coming up out of the terminal, see downtown San Diego. <laughs> I was, I, it was absolutely fantastic. And I know the Padres feel the same. They're happy to be home. Though as soon as they got home, Jay, it occurred to them, Taiwan Walker, Jacob deGrom, Marcus Stroman, we have a challenge ahead. <laughs> And maybe, maybe even Joey Lucchese thrown in there on a Friday. We, we don't know who's going to pitch for the Mets on Friday, but certainly a, a huge challenge ahead. And this is, this is a huge challenging time for the Padres playing basically five straight series against first place teams. The Astros were in first place. No, were they in first place when the Padres? I think they were, they, in, they were in second, but right there in a very right there know, with the AL West, yes. Right. Uh, but then, you know, now Cubs-Mets, Cubs-Mets um, over the over a two-week period, both teams in first place, and both teams playing really well. Uh, neither, I don't think either one got off to a great start, but both were really good in May. The Mets have not been all that good away from home, so maybe that's a, a little bit of an encouraging sign. For the Padres, uh, what's not encouraging is having to face those three guys that you mentioned, and in particular, Jacob deGrom, who is is the best pitcher in baseball right now, maybe has been for a couple of years, going you know going back. And his, his numbers this year are just silly. Had eight starts, he's given up four runs, four, four earned runs. He's given up, I think it's seven walks. It's it's just insane. So uh, I know we're we're both going to miss that game in person on Saturday for different reasons. Yours is a lot more interesting than mine. Happy happy early birthday to your granddaughter. And uh, it will I be mean, even more entertaining than Jacob is. I know, yeah. I know. I know, but... Uh, I she had to I'm, schedule it then, but uh, I'll talk to her. But you'll, uh, no. you'll, <laughs> you'll get that guy, straight, but, uh, every time he throws, you know, uh, Twitter goes wild because he's throwing like 501 mile an hour pitches in a row. Like who right. does that? Uh, the reason I would look forward to, unfortunately, it looks like he would line up again in New York the, the next week. Uh, I'll go to New York to watch Jacob DeGrom pitch. Um, <laughs> but but uh, the Padres, last time they, they faced him, they, they didn't maybe beat him, but I believe they won that game. As often happens to Jacob DeGrom, like he gives up two runs and, and uh, you know, the Mets didn't score any. Uh but he's throwing like on average two miles an hour harder than he was then with right. all the stuff that he's always had. It's it, wow. People are in yeah. for a treat, but gosh, Taiwan Walker, one of the best journeymen that you could possibly have out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets added him to their rotation. You know, Jay, the last time I, I talk about it all the time, uh, I get myopic about the Padres. I try to check the standings and see what's going on. But honestly, the last time I heard about the Mets, their owner was tweeting, Hey, hang with us, you know, because right. uh, they had so many injuries and they were like 500 and now they're four and a half games up in the East. Now the East kind of stinks, but yeah. they're four and a half up and they've got this pitching. So that's the thing about when you face the Mets is forget everything. You, you've got to get some runs. You have to find a way to get some runs. Yeah, I mean, they don't score a lot. I mean, for it because it, which is evident from their run differential, which is plus six, uh, <laughs> given the fact that they barely give up any runs. I think their ERA is third, but they they don't score many either. Although their offense has gotten a little bit better over the past week, and one thing that they have gotten over the past week is some time off. They had three rainouts, I believe, last week. And meanwhile, the Padres have just been grinding and grinding and and still have seven more games 
before a day off. So let, let's get to the to the grinding Padres who oh. who definitely looked tired yesterday in in Chicago, and you know not much rest. We talked on Tuesday about how they had a night game after a day game, and then you know they came back on Tuesday night, and their best player got hurt. And we'll see how serious that is. All indications are, at least what they're saying. And and there's always uh, you always have to add that's what they're saying. But the indications are that Fernando Tatis Jr. is not seriously injured, and we can hope to see him back in the lineup shortly. I, I saw you him have yesterday. Anything to add to that? I saw him yesterday, and he and he looked like you know fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't a guy who responds to injury and not playing well. Uh, not that you, right. you know you, you try to read into it, be amateur psychologist. He looked. Fine, not like fine. I'm not saying he should have been playing or something. I don't uh-huh. don't at all. But you know, he looked like a guy who okay, this isn't. Uh, he hasn't didn't spend the whole game in the training room, and right. you know, uh, it is possible. And Jace Jace Tingler just sort of threw it out yesterday. We're hoping it was cramps. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, that would be a lot. That would be a lot different than an oblique. Than an oblique. Uh, uh, I, there was so much else going on that maybe Jace just sort of accidentally dropped that in. Like, oh well, you know, it turns out it might just be cramps because there was so much. I want to before I go on, and and maybe this will be the last time I mention it for a while. Maybe not, but it's that important. Those four extra inning games, particularly the two in in Houston were devastating going forward. And we suspected it as it was happening Mm -hmm. that, wow, this is killing guys, even like Manny Machado, who just came back. Oh, first game, five hours, seven minutes. Go for it, Manny. Uh, (laughs) And and the night before was almost five hours. And the pitching, uh, the extraordinary effort, uh, well, the extraordinary decision to have Joe Musgrove pitch in relief, the extraordinary effort by Joe Musgrove. And it just sort of looked, then they go in and they face a team that has now won 14 of 17, I believe. Right. Uh, you you know beat the Padres to get into first place. It, they're they're tired, and you know I sit here and I think, okay, so what's coming up next? Okay, uh huh. And you can really go to a you can go down a slope and go, wow, this this could get ugly. Okay, we talked about that, Jay. That's why you go nine and zero. That's why you win sixteen right. of twenty. I wrote in the newsletter today. I went back uh, and I I wasn't going to stop. I could have been up even later. I wasn't going to stop till I got to a World Series team that did not go through a stretch where they lost at least six of eight, where they had a four or a five game losing streak. And I got back to two thousand seven. Uh, every World Series team goes through at least one and usually multiple five six. Uh, game losing streaks they don't let it get longer than that and they lose six of eight maybe even like nine of 11 right it happens well we saw it happen with the Dodgers already earlier this year I mean they had a stretch worse than what the Padres are in right now we'll see what happens I I saw uh, someone tweeted something to me and said you know that the Padres have to take care of business this weekend and I was thinking or or what you know, you know, if they have another bad weekend, the season's not over. We're still at the beginning of June. There are a hundred and whatever. I don't, I can't do the math, but it's a lot of games still to be played. And you know, even if they were to have a little, a little slump here that lasted another weekend or another week, I, it certainly wouldn't be in my mind. You wouldn't be panicking about what this meant for the rest of the season because they've clearly placed an emphasis on the long haul here and if that means uh, and obviously they're not planning on having a two-week struggle as part of the long haul but 
at some point you're going to go through that. And the emphasis is on trying to keep guys fresher for later in the year. And, you know, you're going to go on a, you're not going to play first place teams the entire season. You know, they're done with the Cubs and Mets after next week. You know, we won't, uh, we won't see them again. So I don't think you can't say it's a crucial weekend for the Padres. I just, you know, there's no weekend to me in June where you could ever say, this is a crucial weekend for a team that's 34 and 23 right now. In particular, Jay, because if they were at full strength, if Trent Grisham was leading off, right? Uh, let's do let's do our lineup. If Trent Grisham were leading off and Manny Machado was batting second, Fernando Tatis was batting third, and you know, right. the, the lineup was what it was supposed to be, whatever Jace Tingler decides that is, but he has all of his weapons, and the opposing pitchers have to respect that, and they have to pitch around that, and the Padres were going through this, and they continued to struggle against good pitchers, that would be a storyline. And you would mm-hmm. say, hey, that's great. You can go and beat up on the Reds and the Rockies and you're going to be fine and make it to the playoffs, but come October. But you don't even have that now. The amount of times that I've looked up over the last three weeks and said, okay, well, Grisham would be up here. Or, okay, well, Myers would be up here because he wouldn't be batting fifth. Or, you know, that I that's not an excuse. That is, this is not the Padres. Just like... A few weeks ago, that wasn't the Dodgers, right. you know, that, right. were, that were struggling like that. They had so many guys out. Oh, wow. Look what's happening right now that the Dodgers are getting everybody back. Yeah. No, it's I mean, look at you just have to look at the first inning last night uh, <laughs> with what happened with uh, with with their game. And and, you know, getting Cody Bellinger back is, is so big for uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's assume that Tatis comes back this weekend. Let's assume that Grisham comes back. Uh, maybe this weekend um, you mentioned the other day that there's a chance he could, he might even go get some at bats in the minors. We're at the um, point now where it's like two weeks and it's like, right. You know, so 10, 11 at bats. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. I didn't look at the, you know, where he would have to go. I mean, I think with COVID they in Arizona, they get in Arizona go, extended spring, right. Extended spring. Right. Cause normally you could get him with Elsinore, but you can't do that now. Right. So that's a, a little bit different, but he can go to Arizona and get some at bats and and be a quick a quick flight away. But let's move on to what had that that was the game the other night that they lost, and I thought Ryan Weathers pitched well, except the, these guys now are going through stretches where the you know one or two bad pitches is killing them because the ball was leaving the yard. I mean, that was just, I'm still just running it back in my head as to how bad that pitch was to Contreras. And, uh, you know, in that particular spot, he was so close to having a a really, really good outing and, and let it get away. This Hot Lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over 60 years. It's springtime, and that makes everything more fun. And at Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, we find it fun saving you money during our Memorial Day sales event. Buy now and save with 0% APR financing for 72 months on new 2021 select make and models we have in stock. So if you need a new vehicle and another reason to smile and have fun, visit Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram online or in Escondido, San Diego, serving the San Diego community for over 60 years, where we make shopping easy. Anyway, yesterday was much more interesting, much more controversy. 
scary, scary, scary sight in left field. You know, you were there. I, those are always worse in person. I always remember the, the Mike Cameron, Carlos Beltran collision at Petco when they were with the Mets. That's the, I think that might be the worst collision I've seen in person. Yesterday looked pretty bad. Take us through that, what you saw, what happened, what the ramifications are from an injury standpoint and also from a Tommy Pham being very upset standpoint uh, as well. Tommy Pham gets very upset. I think of all the guys that you're going to see kind of lose it. It's like, okay, you know, all right. Uh, Eric Hosmer loses it on someone when, you know, that's not who Eric Hosmer is. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, we got a, we got a situation here. What's going to happen? <laughs> Let's figure it out. And, 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 and I'm sure, look, it was one of the things uh, of the lack of access. Couldn't really get, in, you know, inside of what happened yesterday. Haven't had a chance to do that yet. Obviously, this is going to be addressed. But that's Tommy Pham. I mean, Tommy Pham gets angry, uh, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure that 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 was uh, toward Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim has played exceptionally for the role that he has had to fill. Uh, sometimes it's a little, you know, the guys. Still learning the game. The guy has, uh, you know, uh, English uh, is, is his second language, and it's one that he's still learning, though he can obviously communicate. And they've done it, uh, you know, they've created ways for him to communicate in the field. But a little bit out of, I don't want to say, I, I'm just going to say, like, out of control. I don't mean like he's out of control. But he plays pretty fast, and yep. sometimes he's trying to get places, and he blew it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, Wrigley was almost like it was full. It was extremely loud. And it's interesting. Like I, um, I've said, the 60-game season ruined all of us because we're like, oh, my gosh, that was so fun. Oh, now there's six months of this thing? Um, <laughs> not having fans just for one season sort of got in the players. They're, they're like, last year, they're like, I got it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, uh, and so there's no doubt that's Tommy Pham's ball. He's calling it. And, you know, there was no question he was underneath it. That is Kasim Kim's fault. Tommy Pham has had to contend with three, four, four different players next to him in center field. Mm-hmm. Uh, three different shortstops, a couple different third basemen. Tommy Pham and Jorge Mateo have almost gotten into it a few times. I, that was frustration. Right. That, that's it. That was frustration. Uh, I have, I'll, I'll check into it, but I have no doubt that that was just Tommy Fan. All right, it's like Jay, if you were sitting there gesturing like your co-host on this, people would be like, "What's the matter?" You see me doing it, going crazy. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's Tommy Fan. Uh, I thought that they I, before that, I thought all series like, I know the wind swirls there. Mm-hmm. I know they're tired. I thought they played horribly in the field. It was right. it was bizarre how how bad they were in the field. Well, even so, yesterday, even yesterday, I mean, to, to go further with that, they had two situations yesterday where they had easy. I mean, I want to call them easy plays at home plate, especially the first guys. one. Mm-hmm. Hosmer Hosmer's was probably a little bit easier because he was closer to the plate, but. I mean, he's got to make that play. Cronenworth yep. then at shortstop, the same thing. And, I, and I'm and i not going to say it's because he was a shortstop because he – look, he plays in the infield. And on that particular play, I don't think it matters where you are. I mean, you're fielding a ground ball and you have to, th- you have to throw it home. But those were two very makeable plays yesterday, you know, that cost them that cost them runs. There were um, – Kim lost another – I'll never fault somebody for losing a ball yeah. in the sun, and that happened to Kim – uh, in another in extended I, inning, yep. right, in in a game, but but I mean, he had the sunglasses on. He was doing everything you're supposed to do, and sometimes it just happens where it was nowhere near him. <laughs> right, where guys lose the ball, and and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's scary as hell for them. You know, hoping it doesn't hit him in the head. 
uh, or something like that. But you're right. It, it was not a crisp series in any way, especially defensively for for them. And, the, you know, and the offense is struggling, but there are guys that are missing. Uh, and you could yes. excuse some of that. You know, when you when you have, uh, you know, Kim is not a is not a very good major league hitter right now. You know, there isn't much of a bench in terms of like a Jorge Mateo uh, isn't going to come off the bench and deliver a lot of pop. So, you know, they they need to get guys back. They need to get they need to get Tatis in the lineup. They need to get Grisham in the lineup. You know, I mean, Austin Nola is at least a week away, although obviously in my mind he's it's probably two weeks at least away but we'll see and then but, we're talking about a rehab assignment for sure yeah so, so but yeah that was not good now now how did those guys come out of it i think fam had stitches in his chin is that is and that there was correct? some concern that his jaw was injured and he's getting a ct scan uh so and and the presumption is that he will not play tonight regardless um so probably let him sleep then go get it, uh, you know, the CT scan, see how it is. Give him a day of rest. The guy has been playing every day. It was a, you know, it was a rough day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting part is if Hassan Kim can't play, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to make a move? Uh, golly. Well, and if Tatis can't play, what are you doing? Well, if, yeah. Now you've got, th- are you going to have three guys out? And you, you, so then you're making a move knowing that it's not going to be for very long, uh, right. unless, you know, Tatis has really got an oblique strain or something. Uh, but, but that's not the, you know, not the case with what we're understanding. Uh, this is where it's starting to get a little bit dicey. Uh, you know, again, why you did Musgrove. Look, that could have turned out well. If, if Blake Snell had uh, given up two runs and, and Joe Musgrove came in, uh, they could have gone 14 innings with how Joe Musgrove was uh, was, was pitching. Right, right. Um, but the, you don't make that move also in part because now you're making 40-man roster moves, and then you've got this situation why why did Trent Grisham, by the way, my bad, didn't even occur to me. Trent Grisham couldn't be backdated the start of his uh, mm-hmm. IL because you'd sent Brian O'Grady down, then brought Brian O'Grady back, and you can only do that if a person gets injured. But, I mean, there's just so much complication going on right now with the roster. This will be really interesting what happens today if – Hassan Kim and Fernando Tatis Jr. can't go. Wait, a one-person bench? Hey, Joe, we're going to need you to play left and uh, yeah. we're going to well, double we, switch. <laughs> we know Musgrove can play left field. We've seen uh, we've, we've seen that happen. That segment was brought to you by Hamul Casino. Real close, real friendly, and really fun. Here is a message from our sponsor. Going out is back, and Hamul Casino has a great event. The All-Star Block Party, June 12th, with free food and celebrity events. All guests in the casino get $20 free play. The All-Star Block Party, Saturday, June 12th at Hamul Casino. Get back to getting out. I wonder also if the fact that, that Darvish is pitching tonight leads them to think they could they could certainly go without a reliever and drop someone down and uh, to the minors and then bring you know bring up a position player for for tonight so uh we'll see i mean certainly they can cover they're they're covered in terms of guys i mean we saw at the end of the game yesterday even with kim out i mean you can play cronenworth at short you can play marcano at second you can have um you can have mateo in the outfield uh, so that you yeah, got guys to fill sort of nine positions. It's uh, a good call, because- Jay, because you got you have Nabil Chrismat, uh, but uh, yesterday Miguel Diaz pitched. He could be optioned, and you bring up Brian O'Grady. Yeah. You know, but still, it's it's really – it's not something that they're wanting to do at this point. And about the depth, Jay, when you're playing good teams is when it shows up. You know, you can sweep the Rockies and the Mariners, 
with uh, with your second team if your second team's as good as the Padres. Right, right. But the, your depth is to get you through the season. It's not to beat teams, hot teams, and good teams like the Cubs. No, that's uh, it's true, and I mean it's it's it, it's worked so far, and they've had guys you know make contributions. But again, it was it was sort of like when Caratini was playing every day. You know, you you saw that some of his shortcomings started to show up a little bit, and when he's able to split time, and and now with Webster Rivas uh, coming up and and looking like a guy who belongs, you know, behind the certainly behind the plate, behind the plate for um, sure. And and you know, he has, I don't think he's had bad. He hasn't had bad at bats. At, right, at, we can't at judge all. him at all. Yeah, right, right. But, on that. So you know, there's a there's a case where you can you can kind of split time there between uh between those two guys but yeah i mean it's it it's a difficult stretch right now as as i mentioned earlier and uh it will be interesting this is the kind of game where i thought this a little bit in houston and it didn't happen but really needs to happen tonight where they need darvish to go out there and pitch seven seven innings of one run ball and and see and then take your chances that you can scrape out a couple runs you know, against the against the Mets. But this is the night where you need you, Darvish, to be an ace. And it's something that we need to keep an eye on here. The fact that they're not, and they haven't been. And, and now the starting pitching is starting to give up three, four runs. But all year, it's been a little bit of a struggle. Sometimes you've had to take out pitchers earlier than you would have because it's one-to-one or you're down two-to-one or whatever it is that the – this isn't the series to talk about it because they're, you know, they can, they're understandably going to have to scrape for runs against these pitchers most likely, but they need to start giving these starting pitchers a little bit more support too. Right. Well, and I (laughs) I mentioned to you the other day in a message and I, I think I tweeted it, I think yesterday that I believe yesterday was the seventh straight game where the Padres have not scored a run in the first inning. Um, And I think it's 11 out of 12 and their record in just not just the first inning, but in the first four innings, although I think they did get a couple runs in the fourth inning yesterday, but their, their record in the first four innings ever since that Friday night, Seattle game, um, which was what a couple weeks ago uh, has just been awful. I mean, they just don't score any runs early in games. I mean, it, it was, it's like, it was a stretch where basically it was, you added up all the games and I, and it was single digit runs over a span of, of many games, yes. you know, covering like 40, you know, 40, it was like seven runs in 44 innings or something, uh, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't have it right in front of me, but it, it was, a, it was really bad. And it was an, an indication that uh, of, of the struggling offense that they have not been able to handle the other team starters at this point in the season. It's, it's very true. And so, you know, when they win and they're winning, we focus uh, naturally on, hey, they're really crushing it. They're leading the league in run differential after the sixth inning and, and all that. And, and that right. is great. And you, you're, they're playing that ball where you get to the reliever and, you know, you pour it on. Well, the Cubs have really good relievers. Uh, yeah. And when you get to the postseason, those are going to be some really good relievers because that's you're going to build your staff to be able to shut teams down uh, late in the game. So, uh, yeah, but this this is uh, all that said. Look, you just want to be able to get enough runs to beat the Mets <laughs> because sure. these pitchers sure. we're going to come full circle here. Uh, they're going to face th- at least three really good starters, like really good. It's mind boggling that they are going to face three of the guys in the top twelve in National League uh, ERA in, in the next four days. That's, right? Wow. But they're and they're going to counter with two guys in Darvish and Musgrove 
Thursday, that are in there as well. Thursday and Saturday that are in that same in that same group. So very let's fascinating. Let's get through a whole podcast without talking about Blake Snell. Right. I was going to say very fascinating <laughs> series, including Blake Snell's start on Friday night against pitcher TBD, and then Paddock and Stroman on uh, on Sunday to what if uh, it's Snell Lucchese to close what it out. Night. That's that would be what a night, huh? man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm already planning. I'm already thinking about. Oh my God, how long is that game going to go? Uh, if that uh, if that happens, Friday nights seem. There have been some long Friday nights out there at Petco already, just in the first couple months of the season. But uh, should be fun. And and you know this. It's too bad that the ballpark isn't opening up for this homestand because it would have been would have been a, a real blast to have you know Mets fans, Cubs fans. Uh, out there as well, and and the, I think the place would have been full, probably for you know most of most if not all of the seven games. Maybe you know maybe not the first game tonight, but it would have been uh, would have been even better. And instead, we'll have to wait a couple more weeks. Uh, I do believe that tickets go on sale to the general public. I believe tomorrow, tomorrow. for the rest of the season. I think there is a pre-sale today. If you sign up through their website or something like that, so you know people may want to uh, may want to check that out. And uh, Wrigley was rocking. I mean, it, it was, you know, what was that about twenty five thousand they had there? Yes, and just like at Petco, and I'm assuming uh, everywhere else, but it was particularly noticeable there. It's a sixty six percent capacity is what they're allowed. Okay. And I don't know. It seemed a little higher than that. So they're finding nooks and crannies uh, yeah. of, of places. Uh, it was rocking. And, and I mean, that it was like almost like normal, like a, a normal weekday there. It's unlike any other place. I had forgotten how loud a place can get, and especially with the roof closed. They're not the most, uh, say, savvy. They're not the, always into it. But the Houston fans extremely loud in big mm-hmm. moments and with the roof closed in particular, I'd forgotten what a full ballpark sounded like um, there. It's That's funny. Fun. It's funny. Cause I I've thought that being part of the 15,000 or so at Pepco, that it's been pretty, it's been yeah. pretty loud there. There's been some pretty good noise, but there's no question that, you know, throw another 10,000 people in. And as you said, yeah. with, the, with the roof, especially in, in Houston. But uh, I know when that the, uh, that Petco will be like that in two weeks when the reds uh when the reds come in on the 17th and then obviously that next week against the dodgers um as well so i that's that's a ways away we'll worry about this weekend with the mets we'll come back and talk to everybody on monday about a uh another series coming up against the cubs and uh meanwhile enjoy your uh what what time you do have at home and enjoy the big birthday party on saturday thank you very much we'll talk to you